Welcome back to the WRSU crew. Chris Konis and Raj Shah, along with Dennis Geisler here on a Monday night. So we were talking before about the Big Ten and where they sort of stand in terms of potentially resuming play in the fall. And we're going to get some insight from James Cratch of NJ Advanced Media. He'll be coming on the show right now. He joins us to talk about where the Big Ten stands at this point. So, James, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate the time. My pleasure, Chris. How's it going over there? Well, we got back in our studio a week ago, so we're finally back doing live shows, you know, social distancing and all that. But for the most part, we're doing pretty well. Excellent. Glad to hear. So let's jump right into it. So it seems almost out of nowhere. You know, if you asked me four days ago if we were in this position, I would have told you you were crazy. Um, Looks like the Big Ten is on the verge of potentially resuming football as early as October. So I guess what is your assessment of where we stand? How likely is it that they vote to resume play? What could that look like? Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's so hard to kind of answer that question because so much happens and there's so much nonsense out there. Um, I will say this. Until I would say right around the – actually, it's kind of crazy. Right around the time that Ryan Day – put out his big statement, kind of taking a blowtorch to the Big Ten, that's the first time I had heard any you know, semblance behind the scenes from people I trust that said, hey, we might actually be able to play this fall. And you know, since then, I mean, optimism has kind of grown. So we got to the point where going into Sunday, there, you know, there everything, you know, I've reported, other national reporters have had it, and, you know, other local beat writers around the conference. There's a lot of optimism those presidents had, and we're going to see enough that the, the advances in rapid testing were enough that the myocarditis issue and other issues had kind of been maybe not a hundred percent solved, but at least, you know, the, the, that report that came out, I think the big takeaway from that was there's a confidence that it's very effective to do a cardiac MRI and kind of catch myocarditis before it becomes an issue. These people thought, Hey, the presidents are going to see enough. They're going to vote and we're going to get back to playing in mid October. And that being said, Sunday went, meeting happened, everyone says it went well, no vote. And here we are at 624 on Monday night, no sign of a vote. So that being said, I think as, as we progress and the week goes on, if there's no decision, once the presidents are out of the room and they have to reconvene again, I think you have to start to wonder, okay, is that optimism that we were hearing, you know, I've been saying this the whole time. There's a big difference between what the football people think and what the presidents and chancellors will do. And the farther we go down this road when there's no vote and they don't agree to come back, you have to wonder if once again, this was just over optimistic outlook from the football people and the campus leaders are going to shut it down. I I guess my follow-up to that is, you know, it's not as simple as just vote yes or no to play on October 17th. As I mentioned in the opening segment, there are a lot of different factors. You've got scheduling, you've got, you know, TV partners to work with and all that. I guess if you can give us just a little bit of an inside look at what different kinds of conversations they're having in those meetings, because it goes far beyond just the medical stuff, I would have to imagine. No, definitely. There was, you know, Pat Hobbs is on the TV subcommittee for the return to play. I mean, that's a big deal. I think that if you're, if you're BTN, if you, which is owned by Fox, if you're ESPN, you want the Big Ten to play as many football games as possible. 
Now, if you start October 17th and you go to December 19th, which is when we expect you know, the college football playoff to be set on December 20th, that's 10 Saturdays. And there's going to be a big push from TV and from people in the conference to schedule nine regular season games and a Big Ten title game. Because the more games you play, the more money you protect. And now, obviously, everyone is going to be hurting financially no matter how this shakes out. So I think that becomes an issue. How many games can you play? But at the same time, for the Big Ten to say, I think it would be just as unrealistic as when the Big Ten said, we're going to play September 3rd on October 7th or whatever that was, to then come out and say, we're going to kick off on October 17th and we're going to play 10 straight weeks of football. Because how many times did the UVA-Virginia Tech game be rescheduled? You know, think about that. There are going to be starts and stops. I think that's one of the issues you have to kind of think about. Would you put a full schedule out there and play as much as you can and have inequities? Or would you say, hey, we're only going to play the six division games plus the conference title game over 10 weeks, which gives everybody three weeks of wiggle room to reschedule games to move things around. So I think that's a big issue. And I also think you get into the situation, you know, the schedule. How are you going to pull this off? What's equitable? You know, are you going to just drop the additional crossover that you gave a couple back in August? Are you going to change the schedule? How do you make that fair? We saw a lot of infighting in the SEC when they kind of added those two league games. So you're right. There's a lot of things going on, a lot of balls in the air. Um, one thing we haven't heard a lot about, fall sports. What, what are you going to do with those? I mean, if the football team can come back and play, it would reason to be that the men's and women's soccer teams should be able to come back and play. Are they going to play some sort of condensed Big Ten schedule like the ACC and the SEC and the Big 12 are doing? How are you going to handle that? So I think there's a lot of different issues. But the biggest issue is the medical part. Is it safe to play? Do they have the testing protocols in place? I mean, if they come back, the major issue, the major question that Kevin Warren and the campus leaders are going to have to answer is, when you canceled the season on August 11th, you said there were too many uncertainties. What are you certain about now? And, you know, looming over this from a Rutgers fan's perspective is President Jonathan Holloway. You know, he gave that wide-ranging interview with Steve Politi last week in which he said, you know, I'm not going to change my vote on football until the medical situation, my, my questions have been answered. So I guess uh, the big question I have and a lot of Rutgers fans have, and I mean, no one I think could really definitively answer this until we get a vote, but... Um, how, how likely do you think it is that this could sway President Holloway into supporting a return to play in October? I think it's going to be fascinating. Obviously, he was on that steering committee that heard the presentation for the first time and kicked it to the, the full council of presidents and chancellors. I will say this, and I think that there's been a lot of reporting out there, the idea that teams are going to opt out. I'm sure there are, there are definitely Big Ten presidents and chancellors do not think they should play football right now. And Jonathan Holloway, the way he, you know, the interview he gave with Steve, my colleague, sounds like he's one of them. But that being said, I do think, and my understanding is that a lot of these presidents, they might vote no to play football in their internal deliberation. But if we get to a point where the, the presidents and chancellors that want to play football, are, there's nine or more of them, I think that you're going to see those presidents still kind of go with the conference. I still think majority is going to rule. If you think about it, 11 schools voted not to play football in August. The other three, you know, Ohio State, Nebraska, and Iowa had to respect that decision, you know, technically at least. I think now if it's a 10-4 vote to play football, 
I think you're going to see those other four schools respect the decision and go along. So you're not really buying into the rumors of an opt-out? No, I'm not. I, I think, it, first off, it would be cataclysmic for any program because of all the negative recruiting that would go on. I think there'd be major issues about, about money. I mean, if you if what, the pie is going to be smaller no matter what with the TV money. So if you have 10 schools playing and, and four not, do you think those 10 schools are going to want to split the pie 14 ways? Absolutely not. So I do think I would be stunned if there's an opt-out. And that being said, like, look, if some school like Michigan took a massive stand, yeah, that might give cover to some other places because they might say, okay, what damage are we going to take if Michigan doesn't play football? But I, I, I would be stunned if that happens. If the Big Ten, if, if the votes are there to play football this fall, I expect all 14 teams, Rutgers included, to play football. I guess shifting gears from, you know, all these all this inside politics that we're hearing in terms of the chancellors and the presidents and all the university administrators, moving on to the football side of things. How does this sort of chaotic back and forth of, you know, Rutgers going from, you know, coming back for off-season workouts in June, you know, going through that stuff and then, you know, having to shut down for an outbreak, and then the season gets postponed. Uh if if they get say 4 or 5 weeks to do training camp and they're kicking off optimistically October 17th. Uh, how, how well equipped do you think Greg Schiano and Rutgers are going to be to deal with that? Do you think that that could potentially play to their advantage a little bit, or do you think it would be a setback compared to other teams in the big 10? I mean, I, I don't, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, the bottom line is this Rutgers doesn't have the talent in my opinion to compete in the big 10 this year. And that's why one of the issues why, you know, if, if, if the Big Ten, like the, the longer Rutgers can go without playing a game, it is better for them because it'll, it keeps the fan base energized and motivated. It allows Greg Schiano to keep recruiting. Yeah, I don't think it's any secret that if you had a list of the 14 Big Ten teams and we're going to go winners and losers, who have, if everyone has to kick off on October 17th, Rutgers is going to be one of the losers. You know, this is going to be, whenever this season is played, whether it's October 17th or Thanksgiving or in January, it's going to be a tough first season for Greg Schiano and Rutgers. They're not going to win very many football games. And to be frank, I could see them going winless against an all-Big Ten schedule. So I think that they necessarily won't necessarily be in a kind of behind the eight ball in the sense of being prepared for week one just because they have been practicing. You know, their outbreak is kind of past them at this point. And there are other schools, you know, Wisconsin and Maryland, that are kind of farther behind them at the moment with their programs in pauses. But over the season, it's going to be very hard, I think, for Rutgers to be competitive in the Big Ten. Now, that's fine if Shiano can kind of package it and message it well enough to the fan base and make this about developing the roster and evaluating it. But there's not going to be a lot of scoreboard success for Rutgers this fall if they play, in my opinion. James Cratch of NJ Advanced Media, thank you so much for coming on the crew. I really appreciate your time. Anytime, guys. Thank you.